Welcome to another episode of the Spiritually Persistent Entrepreneur with your host, Sharon Wilson, founder and chief inspiration officer of Coaching from Spirit Institute and master spiritual business mentor. The intention of this show is to provide transformational tips, tools, strategies, and resources that support and empower you to soar and shine in your business now. Enjoy. Well, welcome everyone. I'm so excited you're listening in and I'm so excited for our guest today. In our talk today, she'll be sharing about practical spirituality. So let me introduce you to our amazing guest today. She is a global teacher and speaker, author, environmental healer, and soul guide. For more than 20 years, she's made her transformation experience global by teaching, consulting, and mentoring over 3,000 people in more than 20 countries. As a global transformational speaker, she shares deeper wisdom with her audiences and gives them practical tools to begin their journey of change. Her passion is to help others navigate this new world by assisting them and aligning with their soul purpose. Through her classes, personal sessions and environmental healing sessions, she helps raise the vibration of personal energy fields and the energy of homes while also helping others to access higher vibrational fields within themselves and the universe. Her deep understanding and ability to connect with that energy is what guides her clients and students to release emotional, mental, and karmic patterns that hold them back from having a life of purpose. And we all want that. So I'm so grateful to have with us today, Annette Regulo. Annette, it's great to have you here today. Thanks. Great for, to be here. Well, we're so excited, Annette. And, you know, this is just a, a perfect timing. You know, I always say that whenever I have the whatever podcast guest I have on, there's always just divine timing. And, you know, especially about raising our vibration, right? And and really moving into a new world, which is really what we're doing. Although, um, you know, birthing a new world is messy. So that's certainly some of the things that we're experiencing. So. Um, Annette, I ask everyone, because my podcast is called The Spiritually Persistent Entrepreneur, what does being a spiritually persistent entrepreneur mean to you? Uh, To me, it means um, keep going, Um, Mm -hmm. not letting uh, something stop me. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the things that (laughs) I this has come up over the years Mm -hmm. um, when a challenge um, personal relationship wise, whatever is happening, something comes up. And the question I always ask myself is, is this going to stop me from moving along on my spiritual journey? Mm -hmm. Am I going to allow this, this to stop me? And the answer is always no. Mm -hmm. And I just we figure it out. I move through it, get to the other side of it. And to me, that's the spiritual persistence. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. And it's so true now and always. Right. I mean, we we have to look at and, and it's kind of when I look at challenges or what seem to be challenges, I always think of them as divine curriculums, you know, or, you know, kind of spiritual themes. And there's an opportunity, even though it it really, you know, we wouldn't have chosen it necessarily. I always say, hey, blame that on my soul. I wouldn't have chose that. <laughs> uh, but there is an opportunity, you know, for us to 
move into uh, another uh, space, you know, to activate something that perhaps wouldn't have been activated unless we went through that experience, you know. So can you share with us uh, maybe one challenge that stands out that you faced that's helped you to activate more of that spiritual persistence in you? Um, the biggest challenge I, I can say I had, um, this was so uh, back in around 2007, it was, I, I wouldn't call it the start of my spiritual journey, but I was really getting going. Like I was feeling really good about things and something happened with my business, uh, on the financial end of it. Mm-hmm. And I won't go into details, but I remember looking at my bank account and it showed zero. Mm -hmm. Um, There was um, a financial challenge that just um, left me quaking in my boots for Mm -hmm. for weeks of how to deal with it, how to resolve it, how to trust that I was going to get beyond it. Mm-hmm. And it, um, it, un, uh, and like you said, what my, what I have chosen is no, my, my right. Chose it, right? Sure. <laughs> but it really, um, when I look back at that lesson, there were so many opportunities for growth in that, mm-hmm. um, that really, um, I, I look back at it now and it's like, I'm glad I got through it. I'm glad I had the tools and the people around me to help me through it. Um, but it really helped me access something deep, deep within myself. Mm, absolutely. Really that, you know, whatever you want to call it, God's spirit sources our supply. And that's really easy to say, right? When we have a bank account that looks like, oh, there, that's plenty. But and I've absolutely had experiences like that myself over 23 years, you know, so I absolutely know what you're saying. And, you know, to, to really move beyond the intellectualness of that and really to activate that. Oh, I got goosebumps just when I think of what happened for you. I know that's something that was really, really powerful and it really supported all that you're doing now, you know, with what you uh, were allowed yourself to, um, to really explore and activate and connect with at a deeper level. It's that, you know, sense of trust. So, it seems like that was really the spiritual theme or the divine curriculum. Would you say it was about trust? Would you say it was about faith? Like if you really had to just say, looking back at that time, what was sort of the, you know, what you wish you knew then that, you know, now that you can kind of impart to our folks. It was uh, for me, it was, um, there were two things actually. One was releasing fear. Mm. Um, it was, um, I was a single mom for many years with two mm. daughters oh, wow. and it was, um, never feeling like I, I was always struggling financially mm-hmm. and I had gotten myself to a place I wasn't. And this, when it happened, it just, all of that old fear and energy just came flooding back. Sure. Uh, so it gave me an opportunity to, again, go deep, to release that mm-hmm. and the trust. Like the trust. This, this wasn't permanent. This was an impermanent situation. And well, the big thing it helped me do is like, okay, how the, the resources or the um, 
I would say the ideas that came once I calmed down of how I was going to move beyond the situation. Mm -hmm. Uh, There were so many gifts and awarenesses that came once I got out of the emotional trauma of it. Mm -hmm. So So, so the part was, was huge. Yes. The trust. Well, you know, I think that is part of our whole human experience. I mean, if I have to really kind of boil it down, it is really about trusting, you know, that we're not alone in the experience. We're not alone in anything that we're doing. And, you know, and and that's easy to say, you know, that's really easy to say. I found it really easy to say when things are going, you know, really well. I mean, I just trust all over the place, you know, I'll trust, trust, trust. But when you really are, uh, when you really are faced with something like that that just shakes you to your core you know whether that be financially or whether that be um health or whatever it is that you know any of our listeners may even find themselves in now as they're listening to us and knowing that this is not an accident that they're listening at this moment in time because we know more is going on than 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 just listening to this podcast there's an activation that is occurring you know you know part of what you do is support people in raising their vibration and isn't that part of what happened in that experience you had to raise your vibration, right? To be able to line up with uh, the, the multitude of solutions that were uh, possible for you. So the, what, one of the things, and this is the first time that happened. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that happened, again, as I calmed down, I could differentiate myself as an observer mm-hmm. of what's happening and somebody who's in what's happening. Ah, so it was like so key. So as the observer, I could be non-partial, could be uh, non-emotional. It's like, oh, hmm, this is interesting. (laughs) What's going on here? At at the same time, my emotional body and mental body is going through this trauma. But it was like, oh, I could tap into that. And when I started tapping into that, and that was the first time it happened, I started getting solutions, finding the support, and finding ways to get myself out of that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's beautiful. So uh, let's talk more about the idea of practical spirituality. That's a great segue, right? Because so much about practical spirituality is about that. And so can you... Talk to us more about what that looks like and why it's so important in today's world. And especially, you know, I always say to people, when you make a decision or you're called to do this work and, you know, so many that are our listeners are healers, consultants, teachers, you know, that really feel a calling of, of some sort of transformational thread of some kind. It may not be, you know, quote unquote, spiritual, but it is transformational. It is supporting people in oftentimes making transformations. And that could be anything, right? Um, it could be a, a dentist, you know, but they're coming at it from that place and that intention. So what does practical spirituality look like and why it's important in, um, in today's world and also for, you know, an entrepreneur, right? Because in my experience, Everything will come to the surface when you become an entrepreneur. I mean, everything will put, you know, all your triggers, all your stuff. It's just this incredible PhD program for you to be able to to really move through your spiritual journey. So what would you like to share with us about that? 
Well, um, I'll start off by saying um, I was probably the most ungrounded person um, I have ever known <laughs> when mm-hmm. I first started this. So I was in this place of I could meditate for an hour, two hours a day. I loved the meditation. So um, I remember people talking to me and going, uh, they told me this after the fact, after I got grounded. Um, it's like, you know, there were times I, I couldn't connect with you or you weren't there. Mm-hmm. So I always look at where do we send our energy? Mm-hmm. So I was, I was there. I didn't, I really didn't want to be in my body. I didn't want to be in this life. I realized that my soul was really resistant from living my soul purpose to really step into what I was here to do. So practical spirituality is, I, I call it being present in your body, um, in, you know, really paying attention to all the signals of your physical body, your emotional body, your mental body to really pay attention. And as a spiritual being, we're all spiritual beings. We all have a spirit. We all have a soul. And to bring that energy into form, that's uh, into action. What action do we take? What do we do in the 3D experience that's bringing in our higher vibration, our light, our spirit, our soul purpose, how do we move forward with that? Mm -hmm. And over the years, I've met so many people that are just stuck. Um, So one of the things I I feel it's coming up, I really need to share is, so I've talked to so many people over the years so they listen to speakers or teachers or, you know, spiritual uh, teachers um, that say, um, go big or go home. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So they have this uh, idea that, well, if I don't come out with something big and amazing and transformative, mm. that's going to change the world. <laughs> Shake everything to the core, right? Right. I, I can't, I can't start. Like, ah, yes. Right. So it's kind of like a perfectionist syndrome in a way too, right? Yes. Like it has to be perfect. It has to be huge. And, and all this responsibility is on me because I have this calling or something, right? Right. Right. Yeah. So what I, what I um, tell people, the people I work with is start by taking a step and it's like bring in something and it's about taking action. So practical spirituality to me is doing something, mm. connecting with our higher selves, doing the meditation. But now what do you do with that energy? What do you do with that light, that vibration? that you you have like take an action right bring it into form doesn't mean that you have to uh doesn't mean they have to overwhelm yourself but to take an action i call those inspired actions right like take an action take one inspired action or something i think that's really powerful because you know we all love especially all the spiritual folk right we just love meditating we love praying we love journaling we love all of that and we love doing that but then i love how you're 
languaging and about it being practical is now we've got to take that energy into 3D. We've got to take it here to then be conduits essentially of that energy to come through us. Is that what you're saying? Conduits is a perfect word. I use that all the time. Mm. So when we're in alignment and we're Mm. fully present, it's about presence. So what do we do in that alignment? And we're a conduit to the light of the universe, our higher self. How do we share it? How do we bring it forward? So um, one of the things, and this really helped me, um, it was an early workshop that I took. And this teacher was talking about starting, like, you know, the universe will help you, right? So we're sitting in a circle and she chose me. So it was very personal to me. I'm guessing she chose me for a reason because I was so ungrounded. (laughs) But um, I'm in the center of the circle and I, I was blindfolded. And she said, just start walking to where you think you need to go. And I started walking and she said, the universe, the circle is the universe. And when you connect with somebody in the circle, if that's not where you're going to be, they're going to push you back into the center or they're going to push you toward where you need to be. So I'm walking around the circle and I started going to these different people. And if it wasn't where exactly where I was supposed to be, I was redirected to where I needed to start looking for And it was such a wonderful example of what the universe does. Mm. We just have to start. Right. And take your cues, you know, because the universe will give you cues, but also that um, I think a lot of times people have the, they set goals, they set, you know, expectations, and then they, they think of it very linearly. I know for me over 23 years, whether it's my business or my parenting or my relationship, my marriage, I mean, it's never been a linear road, right? It's been, it's been like that old comic of, you know, Dennis the Menace, right? <laughs> they go to pick something up and, but somehow or another, you know, it does work out. And I always feel that, you know, those what seem to be detours or seem to be things that brought us off path, really, when I've looked at it, have really been some of the greatest opportunities, you know, for growth and for um, clarity and, and just, uh, and just, you know, that, that, that this part of the journey, you know, even understanding that. So Um, How do you move beyond the illusions of what it means to be spiritual? Can you share that with our listeners? Um, I always like to share from my own personal experience. Mm -hmm. Appreciate that. Um, So I had this illusion of being spiritual. So it was, again, very ungrounded. Um, meditating and being in this very peaceful place all the time. Like I couldn't express anger or frustration. Like I had to overcome a hundred percent all of my, um, whatever I considered or judged to be not spiritual. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was trying to go for. And it's like, there's, it was, um, this rigidity, almost like I couldn't express myself. Um, and then, um, and the universe always, always helped me with something. 
So I remember reading a story and it was about this man who was um, meditating. He was a Buddhist. He had a roommate who was a real challenge. He was alcoholic. He started using drugs. And this person who was meditating felt like he needed to stay calm. He needed to stay accepting and loving toward this person until one day he came home. The place was a mess. He had a girlfriend. Uh, he had gotten sick. It was just a disaster. Oh, and he walked in and he got so angry. And he said, this is it. You're, you're kicking out if you don't chip uh clean up and shape up. Mm-hmm. And he threw his friend in the shower, kicked the girlfriend out and said, this is it. I'm done. And he was so angry. And he came back a couple hours later. He left, left the roommate, came back. The place was cleaned up. His roommate was sitting there very cleaned up, very like calm. And they had a discussion and this roommate told him, he said, I needed you to be angry. I didn't think you cared until you got angry at me. Wow. And it's like, oh, okay. so it just kind of it was one of those stories that kind of shook me like, mm-hmm. oh, sometimes we need somebody needs a shaking up. Right. Mm-hmm. And we um, we don't always know that. But just being in this, like accepting calm, uh, what what I thought was this perfection of what it meant to be spiritual, isn't reality. Mm-hmm. We're we're in a human body. We have emotions. We have thoughts. We have judgments. Yes, we don't stay there that long. We don't get stuck there, but we still have those experiences to work with mm-hmm. that's a that was a really powerful a powerful story too I can really really feel that so um how can people open up and navigate higher realms of consciousness with ease you know you hear people saying i just can't really hear my inner guidance or my guides you know i really want to get clear direction and you know, I know for me, that really has been some of the most valuable experiences when I get those kind of divine downloads, as I call them, right? But they always come after, you know, I've I've really kind of surrendered, you know, whether or not I get the what I see as like the direct guidance. And then, you know, because when I put too much emphasis on like, I really need this answer, I really need, I really need to know what do I do about this? You know, I'm just not in a vibrational place to align with that, right? Because that's coming from fear. It's coming from, you know, worry or need or whatever. So um, how can people open up and navigate higher realms of consciousness with more ease? Um, So there's two ways. Uh, One is I've been, um, I teach, uh, it's called Inner Diamond. Mm -hmm. It's an Inner Diamond meditation program. Um, Everyone has a ball of white light, three feet above the top of their head. Mm-hmm. I call it the quantum point. And we can consciously connect with this ball of white light. And it is our connection to the quantum field, uh, connection to our higher self. So I teach an inner diamond program that really connects people to their higher levels. That's first level. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can connect consciously with our inner 
uh, inner wisdom, our inner sight, our inner knowing. So that program teaches that. Okay. So that's, that's one of the ways, the other ways. And just like you said, um, getting beyond or getting to that place of surrender. One of the things that I always do is ask questions of the universe. When I'm in a situation, what do I need to see about this? What do I need to know about this? And when we send out a question, the universe responds Mm. instead of saying, tell me what I need to know. (laughs) (laughs) No, I want to know how. (laughs) So asking a question softens us and opens Mm. our field to receive. And then we need to pay attention. How is the universe responding? Is it through a song? a movie, a book, a dream, and some kind of insight, uh, a conversation that we have with a friend. The universe always responds, and that's the part of the trust. Might not respond as soon as we're ready for it, but Mm -hmm. we need to keep asking and opening ourselves to receive the information the universe is sending. Absolutely. Well, I know that we would I would love to have you back on. I know we can dig into this even more, but I know that you have something that you brought for folks about practical spirituality and it's really, really wonderful. Can you share a little bit about that? And I just want to mention for folks that we will have this link on the episode page and it's also in our empowerment directory as well for those of you that are a part of that membership, which is free for you to opt in. But we do have that uh right on the episode page. So you'll be able to get that. So, um, and then if you could just share a little bit about that, that uh, your, your uh, uh, practical spirituality ebook, I would love to have folks be able to get that. I, I started writing uh, blogs uh, a couple years ago and I wanted to write uh, blogs about enlightenment, what it means to be enlightened or spiritual. Mm-hmm. And um, so the, the ebook talks about different aspects of spirituality um, and really goes deeper into what enlightenment is. So mm. we hear that word a lot. What mm-hmm. does that mean? <laughs> right? Um, right. What do we need to look at in our own lives? How do we look at the world? Um, how do we become conscious? Um, so one of the stories, and this is... Um, practical spirituality, perfect, perfect story for this. But it's about um, a woman who wanted to become enlightened. She had four children. Uh, Her husband had died. No time for classes or meditations. So her spiritual teacher told her to go home and wash the dishes with love. And as she's washing the dishes, she's realizing that she's complaining, she's judging, she's bitter, she's, and all that energy is going into the dishes her children are eating off of. Mm. And she started becoming more conscious. It's all about becoming more conscious. What do we think? What do we feel? And she started washing the dishes with love. And as she was doing this, she started seeing a change um, at the dinner table with her children. She started seeing a change in herself. And she went back to her spiritual teacher after about two and a half, three years. And turned out she had reached her enlightenment by washing the dishes. 
That is so powerful. And I know that you have some amazing insights in this ebook for people so that they can really just be with those stories and then that will activate them. You know, it's, yeah. I, I really feel that we, you know, the universe, spirit, source, whatever you want to call that reaches us through stories. You think about all of the books, right? The Bible, all kinds of stories, the Torah, you know, there are stories. And I really feel that in between the lines of those stories, you know, we're kind of kept busy with the story. That's where we're able to be reached energetically. And I feel like this ebook of yours has that in it, you know, in between the, the stories are this energy that's imbued. So even just reading the story might seem like just reading the story or reading that particular insight that you have, but it's supporting us to be rewired. That's what I'm kind of getting intuitively about your book. Does that, does that feel on, on track? Oh, absolutely. Um, so when, when I write, it's, it's a vibration. Right. So the words have vibration. The stories have a vibration. So, yeah, as you're reading it, it, it resonates, uh, connects with something that's going to awaken or expand your consciousness. That is absolutely beautiful. So what would you like to say in closing um, to our folks? What would you like to share with them in, in closing? Mm. Um, so right now we're going through a really uh, challenging time. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I look at and I see people right now adapting, um, it's our opportunity to become flexible adapt to the challenge, to grow, to go deep. Something is there to access deep within yourself. And we have a choice right now. To me, it's a choice point. We either grab and move forward, make a different, different choices, or we stay stuck. And there will be other opportunities in the future to challenge us. But um, this is where um, we have an opportunity to grow and I would, I would encourage everybody to just open up, ask, ask the questions. How can I grow? What do I need to see? Where can I, uh, expand into because of this experience we're going through right now? There are gifts in this challenge. We just need to grab onto them. You know, something I just feel guided to ask you is um, if you have, especially we have listeners all over the world and particularly in the United States, you know, we certainly are going through a period where um, where there seems to be, you know, a lot of, div- um, I would say division, like perceptual division mm. uh, between people uh, and, you know, really in some cases, the just um, sort of shutting off hearing the other side, you know, there there's been an interesting kind of thing that has happened with that. And so, right. What would you share? Maybe one thing you can share of how we can, you know, everyone talks about healing and, and moving forward and that there is, this is an incredible opportunity for, for lots of 
healing and and, uh, unity. And there's a lot being talked about in terms of unity consciousness, you know, and all of and in that aspect, what would you like to share or comes to you that you would suggest for people? How can we really begin to move forward with uh, what perceive what the perception of, you know, you know, such, such very strong divides, you know, where each side thinks the other is wrong and won't hear, you know, what the other side has to say. It's kind of like, I think of when like two children are fighting, you know, and, and, you know, and there you are, you come in and you say, okay, now listen, we're going to, we're going to now have to live in the same house. Okay. We're going to have to live here. And so we need to begin to find a way so is there anything that you feel guided to to share? It just came to me to ask you, especially because, you know, we are recording this the day before um, a new president will be inaugurated. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there is a lot of concern about potential violence. And, and just beyond that, uh, just this, um, you know, just this very strong perceptual uh you know, divide. What would you share with people about that if, if anything comes to you that you would like to offer? Well, there's two aspects. One is um, I think it's really important for us to see history, our historical mm-hmm. uh, aspect of this country. Mm-hmm. So I see things from a little bit different perspective of as we have amazing, amazing amount of light coming into our planet right now, into our Mm -hmm. universe. Powerful light. As the light comes in, it um, shows us what still needs to be healed. Mm -hmm. So the division that we're seeing, and I've I've read so many articles over the last couple of years, uh, um, historically in this country, you look at the Civil War. Mm -hmm. um, You look at this, this country was never unified. Mm -hmm. There's always been divisions. Sure. And now we're seeing like the deep, deep divide of it. Right? You're coming to the surface. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we have to see it. We can't heal it until we see it. Okay. Mm-hmm. We have to be aware of it. My perspective and when I, I lead meditation groups and so from my perspective, it's like first before we heal anything outside of ourselves, mm-hmm. we need to heal the division within ourselves. Mm-hmm. So any, uh, and I look at, and I, I meditate, you know, it's, it's a way to go introspective. What is dividing anything inside of me? Mm-hmm. So as we come into wholeness, into balance, that is a ripple effect that goes outside of ourselves. So it ripples out into our families, our communities. So there's a saying that says, the only person you can change is yourself. Sure. And I totally believe that. Absolutely. The other piece of that is we have to, we have to calm ourselves down. Mm -hmm. So each one of us. That groundedness that you... Expouse, <laughs> you know. I mean, right? I mean, because calm is grounded, you know. Yeah. I mean, so right. Okay, so so say more on that because I feel like there's something important. Like even though people will be listening to this later, you know, there is no time. And 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 also there is, you know, this is an ongoing, you know, experience here. It's not like you know one day or two days or one week change, you know, is going to 
turn up right. a big ocean liner around, right? So, so it will be very, be very, very timely. Whenever anybody listens to this, this anyone, anytime. But yes, I, I, I love how it's about, you know, you're sharing about coming, you know, calming down and coming into a, a more grounded space, right? So what would you share about that? So with that, and this is where I, I look for people that are setting this example. Mm-hmm. There are a few, few people out there right now that are interviewing people. They go out and it's like, all right, how do you feel? Who do you vote for? And very um, non-attached, right? Mm-hmm. So they've gotten themselves calm. And now they're able to ask people and it's about listening. So that's where I'm going here, but yes, it's listening. So they're interviewing these people that are out there with all these different responses. And when, what I've seen is when somebody comes to them with that kind of question and with that kind of energy, their response is more, it's not filled with emotion. Mm. It's just like they're calm. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, here's here's who I voted for. This is why. And they don't get into all the rhetoric, all the divisiveness. It's like, oh, and all of a sudden I'm seeing people that are responding to, you know, whoever voted for the other side or the other person. It's like, oh, that's interesting. That's how they see things, or that's what's going on in their life. We have to start listening. And I think this is what the whole COVID thing is about. Mm -hmm. So it's about quieting. We have an opportunity to calm, to get quiet. First, listen to ourselves, listen to our family members, Mm -hmm. and begin quieting and listening. Um, I I really believe that's a huge key in all of this. Absolutely. Well, I'm so grateful for having you on. We'd love to have you back on and we will come back around in a few months and see what else you'd like to chat about and where we are along our path of this new world, new earth. And uh, should be a very interesting journey as we go along, interesting adventure that we're experiencing. And I thank you so much for being a light. And thank you so much for your service and your light on this earth. And uh, we really appreciate you. And thank you so much. Thank you. So I'll see you back here, everybody. Next time we see living lives of love and joy and peace and prosperity always and always. See you back here next time, everybody. You hate selling, yet love to be of service? In my free masterclass, you will discover three soulful secrets to client conversations that feel joyful, easy, and fun. Using these secrets, one of my clients made $8,000 in one week, and another client made $100,000 in less than six months. Register now at www.coachingfromspirit.com slash masterclass.